All right, what's up? It's Dr. J, and I thought I'd go and I'd hop in and do a little bit of a podcast for y'all today. And so, um, I know this is going to get a little bit off topic, but you know, hey, that's kind of what we do around here is we get off topic and we just kind of go from thing to thing to thing. Why? Because uh, you might have like come in contact uh, with uh, the reality that things change and they change often and frequently, but uh, our ability to overall adapt and grow uh, into whatever that change may be, that obstacle may be, that's going to dictate and determine whether or not you succeed, man. And that's what we're about to do around here. And so uh, I didn't have my chance to introduce myself, Dr. J in the house. And so uh, today we got a little bit of an episode that um, uh, is powerful. Um, It's going to literally uh, possibly change your perception on absolutely everything. And so uh, if you're uh, not ready for some real stuff and like you can't take like the realness, like please don't listen to this. Um, uh, Yeah, don't listen to this. (laughs) As as I always say that any of the episodes I do is it's not for the faint of butt. Uh, Please, uh, you know, if you're not, uh, if you drive around with a fried pickle up your butt, don't listen to this. But if you don't drive around with a fried pickle up your butt, then yeah, this is absolutely for you. And so uh, we're going to go over what are called the 12 immutable laws. uh, And we're going to do each individual episode with each individual law and kind of what it means, how's it operate, et cetera, et cetera. And so uh, I, I'm sure you've heard of these laws before, right? Uh, we hear about them and see them absolutely everywhere. And, you know, if you're thinking of like the law of gravity, uh, <laughs> that's kind of far from it. Uh, if you're thinking of, uh, anything else in relation to the law of gravity, no, it's far from that also. Uh, now what do you mean, Dr. J? I mean that there are 12 immutable laws that they're always in place. They're happening uh, all the time, uh, in and out, up and down, in and around. And it's up to you and I both to come to that full understanding, full realization of uh, what these laws do, what they mean, and how you can actually prove, uh, one, the existence of God. You, you, you can actually prove that through the 12 immutable laws because there's only one book to have ever been written that follows the 12 immutable laws simultaneously without breaking any of them. Can you guess what the name of the book is? It's not the Quran, no. It's not any Hinduistic book, no. It's not any Buddhist book. It isn't any chakra type book. No, 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 no. And, and once again, none of this is belief based, by the way. Uh, this is factual based. Because based off of the facts, you can actually prove via the 12 immutable laws that manifestation takes place. And whenever something uh, manifests in our lives, it's without a shadow of a doubt that it is undoubtedly r- like it's real. It's real. You can't prove against something that is right in front of your freaking face. You can't do that. No. But you know what you can do? You can take an objective point of view, really remove yourself from the equation, and really see things from the outside looking in instead of the inside looking around. You know, I'm going to say that one, one more time just in case you missed it. You can actually take things from an objective point of, point of view, looking at it from the outside looking in versus the inside looking around. Because what happens when you're in the inside and you continually keep looking around? You're going to see the same stuff over and over and over again. 
What happens when you take an objective point of view? You remove yourself out of the equation. You can literally take yourself out and away from whatever situation that is at hand, and you can see all points of view. How ignorant would it be for you or myself to go and say that, um, uh, for instance, why do you believe in God? Well, that's why, uh, like what I've always done. Okay, well, prove his existence. Uh, uh, well, I felt him. I felt the spirit. Uh, okay. Well, that once again is a subjective feeling. It's subjective to you and only you. There's no objectivity there. Now, uh, for those of you who, uh, are listening to this and you're just like, oh my gosh, I, I thought this guy was a man of faith. Oh, I absolutely am. Oh my gosh, am I? Okay. But to have the absolute truth is critical. It's critical. You know that, hey, yeah, I, I gave my life to Jesus. And I, I, it, it's that way, and it's always going to be that way. No ifs, ands, or buts. But now it's not just a belief. It is an actual fact. It's a fact, not based off how I feel, but based off of what I can prove through science and through these 12 immutable laws to you so you can come to the uh, rational decision or the irrational decision uh, as to whether or not, hey, is this a load of crap or is it not a load of crap? You be the deciding factor, but I'm going to uh, strongly encourage that you listen to each one of these 12 immutable laws and how they break down and how they work uh, and kind of ask yourself, hey, does it manifest this way in my life? And if it does, then, hey, we have to take that for what it is. But if it doesn't, we also have to take that for what it is and kind of do a, uh, a pro and con analysis behind the overall situation. Otherwise, we're not going to get what it is that we want out of this. And what do we want out of this? Well, first, you have to define what is this? Well, the thing that we are all trying to get to is fulfillment, overall enlightenment, overall purpose being fulfilled, right? I mean, otherwise, she's you wouldn't go to work, like, like, <laughs> to just, let's say, pay the bills. Come on. How fulfilling is that? It's not really fulfilling. No, it's what's left over, right? You know, taking your kids to Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty freaking fulfilling. You know, uh, living life on your terms. Yeah, that's pretty fulfilling. Serving somebody who's less fortunate than you. Yeah, that's pretty fulfilling. That's the purpose here. Because after all the time and all the money in the world is yours, what are you going to do? Because there's only so much going to Disney that you can do, right? There's only so much travel that you can do before you run out of places to travel, things to do, people to see, okay? And so taking uh, time out of the spectrum uh, is really going to allow us to have the objective point of view uh, to really see, hey, do these things manifest in the way that uh, little old Dr. J's uh, breaking down? And so, once again, I'm going to highly encourage that you, listening to this, take an objective point of view and remove yourself from the puzzle so you and I both can get down to the absolute truth and the absolute facts that can be proven. And what's it say in the greatest book to have ever been written? You'll know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Oh my gosh. And if that ain't true, I don't know what is. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and let's dive into this. So 12 immutable laws. 
I'm sure you've heard of uh, what's called the law of attraction, right? Uh, very popular in this thing called the New Age movement. The New Age movement, uh, collaboration of people who are they're trying to reach a higher self, uh, trying to reach this quote-unquote enlightenment, uh, and really uh, depending on themselves in how they meditate and how they see things in their mind. And they're like, yes, if I see it in my mind, if I visualize it hard enough, it's going to come to be. And yes, that uh, definitely does follow the law of attraction. But we aren't even going to get to the law of attraction because it doesn't even start at the law of attraction. It starts at another law. Now, you have to know something about a law. So just like the law of gravity, for instance, law of gravity, uh, it's a law due to one reason. It cannot be proven against. And the moment that it is proven against, then no longer can it be classified a law, all right? And so um, uh, if you look at uh, all the laws of science, you know, law of thermodynamics, right? Uh, you're looking at law of gravity, and then you're looking at all the other immutable laws that are taking place right in front of us uh, that, yes, you may have heard of law of thermodynamics, law of gravity, uh, et cetera, et cetera, but hearing about the other 12, well, technically 11, uh, immutable laws that are happening, whether you're aware of it or not, most of us don't hear too much about. Now, they call it immutable. Why? Because they have not been proven against. You can't prove against these because it's absolute facts of what happens when these laws come into play. And so uh, this episode, we're going to be going over the very first of the 12 immutable laws, which is called the law of correspondence. Now, law of correspondence is very powerful. And I'm going to give some scenarios, some situations, and also some questions to ask you. Uh, so you can kind of do a real, uh, your own little personal reflection, then to arrive at whatever conclusion is that you're looking to arrive at to have a more fulfilled, more enhanced, more fuller quality of life each and every day. And so law of correspondence, it simply states, as you see yourself on the inside, so your outside world's going to be. As above, so below. As within, so without. Now, what the heck does that mean? Well, it means that uh, if uh, maybe you've said the statement before, oh, if I just had that money, right? If I just had that money, you know, everything would be okay. Uh, if I had... Um, uh, if I had, uh, let's say, that spouse, everything would be what? Just okay. If I had that house, it'd be just okay. If I had that car, it would be just okay. If I had this or if I had that, everything would be so much better. And I say, no, it actually won't be so much better. And I can prove it. So... I don't know what you've ever gone through before, whether it be a relationship problem, a fitness problem, a finance problem, a relationship problem of any type of any sort. But um, I heard this quote before by a man that I studied for quite some time. His name is Jim Rohn. If you haven't studied him or learned from him, then you absolutely should. And Jim Brown said in uh, one of his speeches, he said, in order for things to change, you must change. Now, I, I'm sure you've heard that statement over and over and over again, or maybe this is the first time that you've ever heard it. Uh, but to me, it didn't really make sense for the longest time uh, because uh, 
a person, they have to be ready to receive a word. They just can't listen to something and then have that something have a specific impact. For instance, if you're going through a breakup and you hear that song, right? I'm sure you've heard that song. And he dug my key into the side of his pretty little suit that four-wheel drive, right? <laughs> and so a lot of uh, women specifically would listen to that song. And because maybe they were going through the same exact thing as she was, they were ready to receive the actual meaning of that song. And then based off of that perception uh, of the reception, so their perception of the reception, maybe some women actually went and dug their key into the side of that pretty little souped up four wheel drive, right? Um, and so like, what, what am I getting at here? The overall purpose that I'm getting at is that you have to be willing and ready to receive any word at any given time. And so a, a, a big game changer for me was when I heard Jim Rohn say, in order for things to change, you must first change. And, and then he said a statement that forever changed me. And it, it, it still changed me to this day. And he said that uh, majority of people, they think that money is going to solve their problems when it's really not. Uh, if you got a million dollars today, and here's where it smacked me. He says, I suggest you better become a millionaire really quick. My life forever changed at that point. Why did it, why did it change? Because I realized that uh, in the midst of wanting a million dollars, I could want a million dollars all day long. You could want a million dollars all day long. But until I was the million dollar version of myself inside, only then would my outside world be. One more time. Only when my inside world became capable of hosting $1 million, only then would my outside world be capable of being. Being capable of what? Uh, hello? Hosting a million dollars, having a million dollars in a bank account. And this is why many people who win the lottery, uh, they end up broke. They end up uh, owing people money they, uh, or end up dead after they win the lottery. Why? Because uh, that's the expedient way out. They were not a person worthy of hosting that amount of money. And so eventually, if they were a $40,000 a year person, and they won the lottery. It's only a matter of time before uh, that mil those millions of dollars go right back into the pockets of the people it originally came from. And that person goes right back to the $40,000 a year version of themselves. As they see themselves on the inside, so their outside world shall be. As above, so below. As within, so without. People say my life will be better. No, it won't. If you're a shitty person on the inside, you're going to be a shitty person on the outside when you have that money. If you're giving when you have a little, you will be giving when you give away when you have a lot. You might say, oh, man, I'm going I'm to be fine, man, when, I was, man when, I'm, when I'm a millionaire, man, I'll be all right. I'll be all right. What? Makes me scratch my head just a little bit. You ain't going to be all right. I ain't going to be all right. Why? 
due solely to the fact that that money is going to disperse. That spouse is going to disperse. That fitness is going to disperse. This is why, uh, and for those of you who don't know, uh, we own an uh, online fitness health and platform uh, that is hands down the best, period. Uh, and we don't focus on anything weight loss-wise or fitness-wise. No way. No way! Yes, work outside for sure, but it's the, it's the mindset. It's the, psycho- it's the psychology behind it. And without that, it, it makes no sense to show our people how to lose weight. No. Can we lose weight while increasing the overall quality of our mindset? Yes. But how many, how many trainers slash coaches are you finding who actually know the right content to bring to the table to ensure that a person takes five steps forward and only one step back? Well, Dr. J, dude, did you just say uh, five steps forward, one step back? Uh, yeah, I did. Why? Because life happens. It doesn't matter how good of a person you are, great of a person, or bad or horrible. It doesn't matter. Life's always going to happen, and you're, you're always going to have those seasons and points in times where things are going great, but then, boom, you got to take a step back. But what ends up happening? People jump into a fitness transformation totally, totally, totally. Before they work on the mental transformation. Before they work on the person capable of receiving their transformation. If you're trying to lose weight right now, give it up. Give it up. This is why uh, inside of um, uh, our platform called Booty Sculpt, I have what's called Empower. Empower, define your dot, define your life. You have to. You have to. Why? Because I'm do, I'm gonna literally do an injustice to all of the of the amazing people that we work with. If I tell them, hey, lose the weight here. Hey, here's a meal plan. Hey, here's this. Hey, here's that. No, before we ever get to the bottom and the roots of why they do the things that they do. Yeah, right. No way. And this is why we have the highest success rate. Period. I'm gonna say that again. Highest success rate. Period. That's why we're the best. We have the best people, the best platform, the best strategies to make sure that, hey, you're getting properly equipped with everything that you need. So then once the time frame comes, once uh, you've prepared enough and opportunity presents itself, you prepared mentally, then the opportunity to actually uh, receive, quote unquote, a meal plan, you can actually stick to the meal plan versus doing fine on a oh, little keto. I'm doing keto for a little bit. And then blowing up like a freaking beached whale after you're done going in, or after, you know, you go to that birthday party and you just like give into the cake and boom, off you go. That sucks. That's never fun. Discouragement's not fun. Well, once again, I said that this uh, series is not going to be for the faint of butt, and boy, did I mean it. <laughs> Hopefully, you're enjoying this so far. As you see yourself on the inside, so your outside world's going to be. What are you doing each and every day to better improve who you are on the inside? What are you doing? What books are you reading? What podcasts are you listening to? <laughs> this one, that's what you're listening to. <laughs> Hopefully you're gaining some value from here. And then what sensible actions are you taking each and every day to ensure when you look in the mirror, you are seeing the same person on the inside as you are the outside. Don't be a crappy person on the inside 
and then fake everything else on the outside. No, don't do that. Why would you do that? Would that not be bearing false witness? I mean, some might classify it. Some might not. I don't know. You can kind of get to the grounds of there. In a verse that absolutely uh, reshifted my state of mind, and it goes hand in hand with this law. And good old Paul, Paul the man, Paul's sitting there and Paul said, uh, <laughs> do not conform to the things of this world, but instead be transformed by what? Your weight loss transformation? No. Oh, following that meal plan? No. Be transformed by winning that lotto or getting that million dollars? No, he doesn't say that because he, he even knew that, okay, yeah, you give him all that money. Hey, it ain't going to do you no good. Uh-uh. You give somebody a trainer, it ain't going to do them no good. No, they have to be ready to receive that. Paul says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. He didn't say renewing of your bank account. He didn't say renewing of your marriage. Whoa. Whoa. You listen to this, if that just hits you right in the gut, and you've been trying to work on your marriage. Oh, man. I'm trying to work on my marriage. It ain't going. It ain't going. It ain't going. Okay, well, work on you. What are you doing? If you're overweight, get the damn weight off. If your spouse is overweight, help them get the damn weight off. If you're broke, go and make some damn money. But wait, you can't go and just make some money because money is made at the mints. Oh, you didn't know that. You might know that. I don't know. But money is not made at, it's not made anywhere else except the actual mint itself. The place that actually prints the money. How do you get money? It's by value. You bring value to the table and you get paid. You'll get paid in your marriage based off of the value you bring to your marriage. If you have a lot of sex and there's a lot of energy, a lot of drive, and you have a great family, a great career, great everything, great. That probably means that you're taking care of yourself. You're taking care of your mind. You're being responsible with who you are on the inside, and so your outside world is reflecting it, and you're bringing value, value, value. The more value that you bring to the marketplace, a marketplace is just another term uh, for society. You better hope that you bring value to that person when you are uh, searching for a spouse or somebody to settle down with. Because you do not want to go and demonstrate low value because you might get a low value man in return. Why? Because so you see, as you see yourself on the inside, so your outside world is going to be. That goes for your spouse. Your spouse is a mere reflection of you. If your spouse is an asshole, that really means that you are an asshole. <gasps> no, how dare you say that? No, serious. Do some looking at it. If your spouse only makes 20 bucks an hour, chances are you make 20 bucks an hour or less. Why? Law of correspondence says so. If your spouse makes a million bucks an hour, I guarantee you that you make a million bucks an hour or what? Now, because many people aren't doing that, it would be a million dollars or more. 
an hour. Jesus says this thing in the Bible, and he says, short and narrow is the path to life, and only a few find it. Well, the few who actually find this thing called life, uh, life meaning value, life meaning uh, something worth living for. It can be measured. Now, many of us, we go through this challenge of uh, this financial rut, right? Where uh, it seems like we're going in, out, up, down, around, 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 and we go. Same stuff, different day. Too much month at the end of the money, right? I mean, if you've said that before, just say, I. <laughs> I think everyone has. But how many break out of it? Are you going to break out of it? I suggest you go to work on you and you watch how everything changes. Mark Cuban, Warren Buffett, and Bill Gates, they all have these three things in common. Do you know what they are? Seriously, I, I, I'd like you to just sit there and, and think really fast. Do you know what they are? If you said that they're billionaires, you would be correct. But there's something a little bit more in depth. They all spend a minimum of five hours a day reading. Why on earth would somebody spend five hours a day reading? Could it be that they understand that as they see themselves on the inside? Once again, seeing yourself on the inside has everything to do with the knowledge you're intaking in, the thoughts of others you're intaking in, the environment that you're taking in has everything to do with that. Five hours a day, they say this is why they have the net worth that they do. Not that money means everything. No, money's just a measuring stick to measure the level of correspondence on the inside. Wow. I'll show you the size of a, of a man or a woman by the size of the problem that gets him or her down. Law of correspondence. Wow. We haven't even gone over like, uh, there's other laws outside the immutable laws, but there's a, a law called law of association that you are the sum average of the top five people that you hang out with. <laughs> well, what if you were a crappy person on the inside? Would not your friends and your surroundings be crappy on the outside? I'm not saying that you're a crappy person by any means, but I, I mean, fill in the blanks with crappy. Uh, you know, being uh, obese, that's crappy, right? Don't believe me? Ask your energy. Serious. Having a, 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 an abusive marriage, that's crappy, right? Having uh, broken finances, that's crappy, right? Yeah. Broken relationship with your kids or your friends. Yeah, that's crappy. Well, law of correspondence is going to dictate all of it. And I know this episode is a very, very, very blunt one. Come off pretty dang strong on this one. Well, this episode is not for everyone. If you made it this far, it's absolutely for you. But my question to you is, what, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Are you going to fear everything and run? Or are you going to face everything and rise? 
Are you going to look at yourself in the mirror and say, wow, I, I, that's like who I'm looking at is who I'm actually like who I actually am versus having to run from that person because you don't like what you see in the mirror. Could you imagine if you saw what the inside was like? Now, let's say uh, on a positive note that, you know, on the inside, it's great. On the inside, it's great. Uh, let's say that uh, you have this unwanted weight on you, but the inside is great. That's great. That's great. But don't lie to yourself and pretend that everything's okay when it's really not. Because like what a lot of people will do is that they'll, they'll overcompensate in some areas to lack up for uh, to make up for the lack of compensation in other areas. Well, that's kind of crazy because there is one of the 12 immutable laws called the law of compensation. Super interesting how all of this is going to work and tie in together. And so, anyways, hopefully uh, you kind of got down what the law of correspondence is, kind of gone through the examples. I know this was blunt. I know it was like coming off the top. But you coming to this full realization of who you know you're supposed to be, who you actually are on the inside. I'm talking deep down on the inside, far, far, far past all the crap that's ever happened to you before. Because just like you, crap's happened to me. Crap's happened to all of us, but you can tell the size of a man or woman by the size of the problem that gets him or her down. Well, what happened if you took full responsibility for that problem, even though it wasn't your fault? You don't have to know how it was your fault, but you own up and you say, you know what? Hey, I have no idea how it was my fault, but it is my fault. And uh, come to find out in this thing called life, when you take fault for something, uh, that's taking responsibility for it. That's what a mature person would do. A mature person takes fault. An immature person does what? They blame. They blame. So maybe the thing that's been hindering your growth is the fact that you may still be blaming someone for something that happened a long time ago, that happened last week, last month, last year. I have no idea. I'm not asking you to uh, go and hang out with that person who caused any of the hurt or anything that caused uh, the inside of you to just be corrupt and uh, crushed and ah! Uh! I'm not doing that, but I do ask you to take full fault for it. You don't have to know how or why. It's none of your business. Leave that to a power much greater than you. But then that way you can move on. When we take fault that the tire's flat in our car, instead of sitting there on the side of the road saying, oh no, I'm stranded, I'm stranded, oh, you take fault and say, shoot, I don't know how that tire popped, man, but I'm taking full responsibility. I gotta, I gotta take action here and I gotta get this tire fixed because I'm not about to be stuck and stranded on the side of the road, yet so many people, they go and with their lives, they are doing that. They stay stuck stuck straight on the road, totally forgetting that on the inside of the car, on the inside of you, there's a spare tire waiting to be slapped on so you can go from point A to point B and finish the destination to point C to get the new dang tire to get your ass back on the road again and get grinding, get loving who you are on the inside so your outside world can be a mere reflection of it. And then eventually you end up upgrading cars. Why? Because you were able to go the distance and you didn't stay on the dang side of the road. God bless you. God keep you. We'll see you on the next episode. This is Dr. J and I'm out.